Father, we're thankful for everything that you're doing in this hour. God, we know that this is a time that has been ordained and appointed by you. God, such a time as this, God, for Life United Pentecostal Church, a weekend, an outpouring, God, of your spirit, a meeting with you, God, in the depths. And Lord, we pray that you continue to move in a mighty way, God, that you transform us, that you change us, God, into the image that you've designed us to be. Lord, lead us, guide us, God. Lord, revive us in the name of Jesus. We're believing you for greater things. It is a new season. It is 2024, God, and we know you are going to give us a double portion in this hour. Oh, God, this is going to be a year of double portion. Your spirit moving mightily in each individual's life. And basically, in the church as a whole, God, we expecting, we're believing, we're receiving. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's worship the Lord as they begin to sing. Let's give God some praise. It's a new season.
this wonderful family with us. Brother Hurt was with us several years back on a midweek service, I believe one night, and man, he preached the house on fire. And uh, excited to excited to have him with us. I've been looking forward to it. We reconnected at General Conference, and I, I just felt like it's time. It is time. So. Uh, so, Evangelist Hurt, would you come? Greetings to your wonderful family. Your son, when he was here before, was here. And he just, like, wow. Come on and preach for us. Come on. Let's give God a great praise. this day. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you 
would move mightily in this house, that you would set people free, that you would fill people with your spirit, wash away sins, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you see this, shake somebody's hand, hug them, tell them you love them. This word is a shame. Twelve verse. This word is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepeth, sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I have been privileged to be a part of, I would say, three different organizations in which I, over the past, I believe, 12 years, I've been a part of the United Pentecostal Church. And, um, and due to me ministering in these three different groups, it has opened up doors for me to minister um, in many other places. And um, not just places around here and different organizations and what have you, but even places around the world. And um, 
remember years ago, I remember stepping out of a particular church culture. And uh, I remember going to a place I was considering attending a particular church within outside of the city of Indianapolis. And which to this day, that church I don't believe is no longer around. But back then, this church was what people would say was the next best thing. And I remember looking and going into this place and I liked the feel of what I felt. There was something that was uniquely different you know, I was not that I was ignorant or was a novice to the presence of God. Truly, the presence of the Lord was there, but it was also where I came from. But I noticed that this church added a few extra things. And the things that it added was things that dealt with the face of the church. These people were not unintentional with what they were doing, but these people were very intentional concerning the presentation that they wanted to give to the people that were in the community. They would, to this day, I began to understand that they used great marketing strategies to try to make sure that whatever they did, they could put forth their best foot forward. It wasn't that they were trying, it wasn't that people were trying to um, do things in the flesh. But we understand that in order for us to be effective in what God has called us to do, it is only going to take place by way of the Spirit of God. Well, what was going on was that immediately I began to recognize that I listened to the songs. And the songs that they were singing were completely different than the songs that I was familiar with. But everything was all about the presentation and the upbeat and making it feel good to be in the house of God. And I would say that to some degree, I am in agreement with it. But then there are other parts that I say that we have to be careful about. But nevertheless, what occurred was that I noticed that within this group, it felt good. As a matter of fact, people felt good about being at that place. It seemed as if it was the place to be, but it was not necessarily feeling like it was the place to be based upon, I would say, the Spirit of God. But sometimes you can do certain things and you can apply certain things that you gain from uh, other business ideas that come from the world. 
You can use these things to actually make your visitors want to stay where they're at. And it wasn't until, you know, the coming years later that I began to realize, uh, began, God began to work on me in different things. And it was years later that I began to realize the importance of the time that God has given us. There, I was online the other day and a gentleman was making a statement concerning the people that were added to his congregation. And I found that today the people are not necessarily looking for God as much as they're looking for a church. And I've come to tell you that the answer for the world today is not the church. But the answer for the world today is still Christ. It has always been and it will always be Jesus Christ. For the Lord did not sin, the Bible did not say for God so loved the world that he gave his only church. But the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I found that what has occurred is that there are people today whose faith and their belief is in the wrong thing. There are people that believe in the preacher. There are people that believe in their singing. There are people that believe in their ministry staff. There are people that believe in their local church. There are people that believe in their organizations. But can I tell you that the Bible declares that if you believe on Jesus, as the scripture has said, it says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So what has occurred, praise the Lord, is that we are fastly approaching the end of time. I was looking in the scripture where the Bible declares, it says that when you begin to see these different things begin to come to pass. He says, I want you to look up for your redemption, John God. I believe that uh, I was speaking to a church before I got here. I just wrapped up a revival in North Carolina. And I asked all the people in the room, I said, if you have any, if you've got a piece of clothing on, and if, if, if you've got clothes on in this room, I want you to examine yourself. And I want you that if you have zero spots on your clothes, I want you to stand up. And nobody stood up. I said, if you have zero wrinkles on your clothing, I want you to stand up. And they, nobody stood up. I said, if you have zero blemishes on your clothing, I want you to stand up and no one stood up. And then I made the statement, I said that the Bible declares that God said he is coming back for a church that is without spot, without blemish, or without regal, or any such thing. 
So that means that if God is going to come back for a church in that for the, with a church that has embraced that type of identity, then if we ourselves have spots and blemishes and wrinkles and we can't find one person in a congregation who in their natural clothes right now is without spot, that is without blemish, that is without wrinkle, then that means that there is something within our nature that we're willing to settle in areas that God is not willing to settle in. To the point where if we are willing to tolerate blemishes and wrinkles and spots within our own garments, then how much more are we willing to tolerate it within our spiritual garments? Can I talk to somebody in this room to let you know that what God is warning is he is not necessarily just warning the thrill and the excitement about being in the house of God, but he wants the excitement about seeing him in the eternal heavens that are to come. What's going on, praise the Lord, is that there are many people that are more excited about church than they are excited about God. They're more excited, praise the Lord, about this earthly time that we live in than they are excited about eternity. But if all a person's hope is, is in this life, then the Bible declares that we are like most men, most miserable. I've come to tell somebody in this room this day that what God is warning is God is warning this word to get into your spirit. I remember years ago a person uh, used to get to the pulpit and the people would be like, you know, we want you to preach with the preacher. And I've come to tell you, praise the Lord, that when we consider the times that are at hand and consider the hour uh, that is at hand, the Bible declares that we must take heed in how we hear. Bible makes the statement and it says, it says, uh, uh, it says uh, to take heed in how you hear. And it says that, uh, that whatever, you know, that, that, when, that we're supposed to make sure that we're listening to what the Spirit is saying to the church. It says that he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. But what's going on, praise the Lord, is that there are many of us, even in this room this day, that we have developed an excitement without developing an ear. To the point where we're amening without really actually hearing what the Spirit is saying to the church. What do you mean? I remember when my son was a little boy, uh, when he was a when he was a toddler, and uh, when he was about not a little bit older than a toddler, but I remember he was eating steak. We were giving him steak, and I was like, "Man, my little young man is sitting there, and he is eating up all the steak." And uh, come to find out that what he was doing was that he was taking the flavor, and he was chewing all the flavor out of the steak. And he was swallowing the flavor, but he was spitting out the meat. Can I talk to somebody in this room that we have developed a culture where we are chewing and we're swallowing the flavor, but yet we're spitting out the substance that is going to actually produce the change that needs to take place in our life. 
Can I talk to somebody in this room that God is coming back for a church that has the right kind of substance? God is coming back for a church that is in the right kind of condition. But that condition can only come about with the word of God. The Bible makes a statement that says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And it says that the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. But there was no change until God opened up his mouth and said, let there be light. And immediately light appeared. Can I talk to somebody in this room? There's not going to be any transformation just because you are excited over feeling the presence of God. Transformation comes based off of your response to the word of God. And can I tell you that many of us are giving God an external response without anything being sold in us internally. You gotta understand that you gotta internalize the word of God more than you externalize your excitement over God's presence and over the preached word of God. This is the reason why, praise the Lord, that a person can come to the house of God and can hear the word of God and go back home, praise the Lord, and beat their wife. Go back home, praise the Lord, and cuss out their neighbor. Go back home and live any kind of lifestyle. Go back home and have bitterness and anger in their heart towards people. Go back home, praise the Lord, after hearing this word from God, but yet there is a lack of transformation in their life. Why? Because in order for the word to transform you, that word must come in covenant with your heart. What do you mean your heart must come into agreement with the word of God? The word of God, praise the Lord, is a seed. The word of God is a sword. The Bible declares that the word of God is God himself. For the Bible declares in the book of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It says that all things were made by Him, and without Him was there nothing made. That means that if everything that was made was made by the Word of God, if God's going to create in you a new heart, a clean heart, you need a Word from God. If God is going to create in you a right spirit, because you can recite what God says. you got to embrace what God says. Your heart must come into agreement with what God said. But what has occurred, praise the Lord, is that there have been people that have been introduced to all different kinds of religion. You live in a day and hour, praise the Lord, where people are able to go on YouTube, they're able to go on television, they're able to go on all of these different uh, mediums or mediums that are out there to go and get access to some kind of form of preaching or some kind of form of Christianity. But do you understand that in all of these kind of forms that are out there, praise the Lord, there are people that feel like they've got this thing actually figured out. And this is the reason why I'm here to talk to you, praise the Lord, this day, is because God ultimately is not just concerned about your membership.
of a local congregation is he is concerned about your citizenship in the kingdom of God. Because we have many people that are sitting on pews who are members of a local congregation who are no longer citizens in the kingdom of God. Why? Because in order to be a citizen, praise the Lord, to be a part of a member of a local congregation, all you've got to do in some places is shake the preacher's hand. So in other places, all you got to do is confess with your heart and believe with your mouth that you're saved and, and that's it. And then in other places, all you got to do is be born again of water and spirit. But do you understand the Bible declares in the book of John, it says Jesus speaks unto Nicodemus. The Bible says there was a man of the Jews named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do the works that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus speaks of the Nicodemus and says, except the man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says, how can a man be born when he is old? Shall he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born again? He says, except the man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Why? Because that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. He said, marvel not that I say unto thee, he said, you must be born again. Now what happens is, is when Nicodemus is hearing this word, he is not just getting pumped. He's not just getting excited. Why? Because it was not the culture of that time to do that. You gotta understand he was listening not for excitement, but he was listening for hunger. You gotta understand that many times we're more excited for great preaching than we are hungry for the word of God. There are some people that are excited about going to the mall, but yet they're not hungry enough to go and shop. There are some people that are excited about certain things, but they will never do what it takes to make the purchase and to make the right kind of transaction. Can I talk to some people in this room this day and let you know, praise the Lord, that God says, I am not concerned as much as what people look at on the outside. He says, I am concerned with how you handle what I say on the inside of you. Every time you come to the house of God and you hear a word from the Lord, that word is for the saving of your soul. That word is for the delivering of your mind. That word is for the transforming of your life. And can I tell you that God is not just here just to change the things that are going on temporarily right now, but God wants to change the things that pertain to your eternal destination. And God is now in this place, and he is like, what my agenda is, is my agenda is to use this time that I have given to redeem you. So what does that mean? That means, praise the Lord, that if we were to come in this room and we were to begin to talk about the destruction that is at hand or if there was something that came over uh, the television, praise the Lord, and there was a broadcast that came and, you know, back in the day they would say, you know, we're going to interrupt this broadcast to give you a message uh, 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 from the uh, President of the United States. 
And immediately, praise God, if it was a time of war and the time of conflict, many of us, praise the Lord, would listen attentively. But what's going on, praise the Lord, and I, 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 I would rather, I, I'm not opposed to anybody, not, I'm not opposed to amen and the preacher. I'm not opposed, praise the Lord, to being excited about what you're hearing. But can I talk to somebody in this room that when you understand that we're in the middle of conflict, when you understand that we're in the middle of war, when we understand, praise the Lord, that we're in the middle of what we're in the middle of, if the President of the United States showed up at the time of war, I promise you that many of you would listen attentively. Why? You wouldn't be getting up there saying, all right, say that, President. You wouldn't be getting up there and saying, all right, say that again, Mr. President. But what would you be doing? You would be listening. Why? Because what he is speaking out of his mouth, praise the Lord, can determine what your life is going to look like in the days that are to come. Well, what's going on, praise the Lord, is that we have honored the words of man more than we honor the word of God to the point where that we will get excited and we'll say amen, we'll shout, we'll dance, praise the Lord, every time the preacher says something, but how much of what he is saying is actually registering in your spirit? Listen, you can't, you can't receive everything that I am preaching and you're amen in me before I even preach it when I preach. Amen somewhere. So, so what do you mean? That means that somewhere along the line you've got to learn to sit down and you've got to learn to receive and open up your heart. Why? Because God is going deeper than the shallowness of your carnal mind. He is going deeper than the shallowness, praise the Lord, of, of said, well, Brother Herb, we can't receive, no man can receive, praise the Lord, the preached word of God when it is past, you know, a person's mind is only able to take about 30 to 40 minutes of information. A person's mind can only receive 20 to 30 minutes. But can I tell you that when preaching is coming, it is not coming to stimulate your intellectual mind. It is not coming to stimulate your conscious mind. Preaching is not for your mind. Preaching is for your soul. When a person is preaching to you the word of God, that's not food for your conscious mind. That's food for your soul. And the thing is, if you will receive that word in your heart, that it's going to produce. David made the statement. He said, I hear the word of God in my heart that I would not sin against God. If you got a sin issue, you got to check where the word is going when it's being preached in your life. The reason why you keep conflicting with what's being preached into your ears, it is because you're not using the time that God has given you to receive the word, but instead of you receiving that into your spirit, you're now responding with your conscious mind, and you're allowing your conscious mind to get you excited over the fact that you're just hearing something from God, but yet you're not internalizing that in your spirit, so that when the time of conflict comes, you have nothing 
got to fight with what's on the inside of your heart. For the Bible declares that whatsoever a man thinketh in his heart, that's exactly what he is. But what happens, praise the Lord, is when we develop a culture where people, praise God, are just getting excited, that what happens is, is that that person, you, you then begin to develop this mindset, praise the Lord, of now people are now functioning in a place where they feel like that, that the only way they can serve God, praise the Lord, is if there's some kind of thrill. You, you've heard the statement, praise God, that, that, that there, are, there, there, there are those, praise the Lord, that are sensationalized. Have you ever been in a place, praise the Lord, where maybe God spoke to you in a particular setting? You ever received a prophetic word from God? And when you received that prophetic word, you went back home and you know today with technology and YouTube and social media and being able to go back and go back into the archives and replay things because we have become so sensationalized and we have not and we have failed to receive the word of God the right way. We don't know how to receive it and move off on it. We have to go back and replay it over and over and over and over and over again because somewhere along receiving that the right way but if you were to go and put a seed in the ground in the time in the season of sowing you don't keep sowing the same seed over and over and over and over and over and over and over again in order for there to be fruit that comes in the season of the harvest but if you conceive the seed the right way then the byproduct of it is that there's going to be fruit can I talk to somebody says, I am coming back for fruit. He said, I am coming back for something that has received my word. What do you mean, Brother Hurt? There are many people, praise God, that they have been transformed. What do you mean, not transformed? There are people who have been born of the church, and then there are people that are born of Christ. And the people that are just born of the church, they're just churchy. Praise the Lord, they just know how to pay tithes. They know how to give in the
days and your secret weapon is not going to be the church your secret weapon is going to be the word of God I am in a hundred percent agreement for the people of God assembling themselves for the Bible declares that when you see that day approaching we should assemble ourselves even the more but can I tell you the assembling of ourselves is not the replacement for the obedience to the word of God. Why? Because if you walk and you're faithful to the assembly, but you're unfaithful to the written word of God, then you're not a you're not walking as a son, you're working as iniquity. Can I talk to somebody in this room? The Bible declares in the last day many will come unto me, saying, Lord, Lord, I prophesied in your name. I cast out
So as long as it's not extremely noticeable, I'm aware of it. Just as long as I can't see it. And there's more other things to see than this. I've got, got a shirt's wrinkled. reason why I wear it. None of y'all could see it. I just covered the wrinkles with the jacket. The Bible says that the word of the Lord is a discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart. Everything is open before. He is a holy God. He is a holy God. And I've learned I used to get frustrated if so many people didn't get the Holy Ghost didn't get baptized certain things didn't happen. The Lord started dealing with me. He said, George, you've got to let people make their choice. Tonight, this day, over these coming services, I need you to understand that God wants to prepare you to see him. But many people are going to miss him because of the seasons that are to come. And if they would have prepared themselves, if they have, would have taken advantage of the visitations that God gave prior to that season that's to come, the Lord surely would have made them ready for it. And in this meeting, I believe God's going to do great things. But I've come to tell you, God's desire is to prepare you to see him. You're if your anchor, the Bible says that wherever your heart is, that's where your treasures are. You need to look at treasures like an anchor. You need to look at treasures like an anchor. When the storm comes in this world, where do you want your anchor? Do you want your anchor in the eternals? Or do you want your anchor in the temple? Because if your anchor is with the temple, then when it's time for the season to pass, you'll die with the season. But if you have your anchor or your treasures of the eternal, then when the season passes and you step into the next one, you're still here. Why? Because your heart is not with this world. Your heart is with Christ.
is impossible to embrace New Jerusalem if your heart won't embrace the word. How you deal with the word will determine how you will embrace the treasures of God. Just stand your feet right now. Just talk to the Lord. intended for. There are many of you in this room that you're like, man, I wish I'm living in something right now that I wish I would have recognized when God was speaking to me about this years ago because I probably would not have made the decision. Yet. And you probably have prayed prayers, Lord, I don't want to make the wrong move. I need you to get in my face. If you see me, I need you to speak to me. You need to look at it like this. And say, all right, God. I don't know all of what you are preventing. I don't know all of what you're blocking. I don't know all of what you're wanting to do. But I trust you. This day. The Bible says God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. We've got two people in this room. We've got the people who are proud and the people that are humble. But he has given us the authority. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will exalt you in due season this day. If you want the grace of God, in this season and you want to redeem and you want to utilize this time properly I want you to come to this altar some of you have things that are going on things that you're like well I need this is this is pressing me I've got this going on I've got I understand all of that everything you've got going on is temporary but what God wants to deal with that's eternal God wants to give us the opportunity to redeem this time. This moment you can never get back. There are people that die and they went to an altar and they went to an altar and they got baptized. They went to an altar and they got the Holy Ghost. 
and they turned around and died a week later. The enemy could never get that time back from them. He lost them at that moment. And there were other people that missed the moment. And they could never get it back. Can I tell you, the enemy will kill you one moment at a time. But the Lord will save you one moment at a time. And how you deal with the moments in your life will determine how God deals with your eternity after this life. If you give God each moment, God says, I'll give you everlasting life. Just talk to the Lord right now. God wants to sacrifice of a broken heart, contrite spirit, and won't despise. Come on, in order for your heart to receive word, the ground must be broken. The ground must be broken. One step at a time, one move at a time. 
Come on, talk to the Lord. Transform me, God. Wash me, Lord. Purge me, God. Come on, purify me, Lord. I don't know where it is. But I don't, you know, everybody in this room is in a different place. Everybody in this room is in a different place. Maybe, maybe you're at the place where God's saying, you know what? You're, you're never faithful to me. You spend more time working to try to get ahead and get what you want in life than you're spending time with me. I don't know, maybe, maybe God's told you this year, maybe you need to downsize, or maybe, maybe you shouldn't be working all the overtime you've been working. Come on, in the name of Jesus. You, you got to determine what you're going to do with this moment. Why? Because how you handle these moments will determine how things turn out in the days, weeks, months, and years to come in your life. You have no moments to waste. For the Bible says to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven. Come on, this is not a time to be wasted. This is a time for purpose. Come on, we have no time to waste. Come on, in the name of Jesus, maybe maybe God is saying it's time for you to, if your family's made 